ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Foxworth Friday. Dominique Foxworth, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Getting hey, ready. It's actually Foxworth Friday. We've been doing that whole <laughs> bounce around, get in. You know, y'all want a day? We'll give you a day, big dog. But no, nah, we back on the regular schedule. Fosworth out here balling. He got like a full setup back there with the green screen and everything, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. I'm not balling. I'm just in the seaport looking over at Brooklyn. Nah, man. You be at all. You, you, Tuesday and Wednesday is Foxworth days, though, baby. You come to New York and you shut the world down. Yeah, whatever. This is uh, <laughs> it Charles Barkley who said he can't work at ESPN because <laughs> they work you too hard. <laughs> I think about Charles Barkley every Tuesday and Wednesday. When I'm up here, like it's, it's not too bad because uh, I don't live here. And so I come up here and I have a yes. lot of free time. So it's like, all right, I don't mind working all this free time. Ain't nothing but trouble in this city if I get too much free time. So I'm just going to stay up in the Seaport Studio. Oh, that's why you don't. That's why that. you don't be kicking at me when you come to town. You think I'm going to get you in trouble. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm low key with it, dog. Oh, yeah, I know you. I trust you. But uh, my friends, I, they don't never know when I'm here. <laughs> Dumb boys ain't nothing but trouble. <laughs> Man, we got a lot. We're going to talk some NFL with you. We got going to talk some basketball. Me and Dominique haven't had the opportunity uh, to do that in a while. And by the way, if the people did not see it, well, they put out a press release uh, the other day. I signed a new contract with ESPN. You probably noticed that as I've still been on ESPN. I realized that when I did that last little podcast in, in, in July, I led you to believe I might have been leaving ESPN, which had people a little bit shook, understandably. But I'm here. We good. You know what I'm saying? The right time will continue. So, you know, be sure to get here. Check us out. Uh, although I do wonder sometimes, I was watching that Rams 49ers game, uh, Dominique. Of course, another one of them games to try to trick people into that Jimmy Garoppolo thing. All he does is win. But, hey, man, I look at Shanahan, uh, Kyle Shanahan, very similar to I look at Sean McVay in the sense that both have gotten like genius tags from people. And for what it's worth, I think both of them earned them, right? Like that's not enough to win by itself, right? And that can get coaches in trouble. But I think the acumen each of them has, Shanahan for me, I think more of, because at least with my own eyes, I see a clearer vision of him on a whole team level. Like I see the right. vision of what he wants to do on defense and stuff. And McVay, he got that job and was like, Wade Phillips, why don't you go over there and run that defense, right? <laughs> like, like, I think he'd rather yeah. hand that off to somebody else in a different kind of way. But when you're the genius, everybody's trying to catch up to you. Like, not a lot of people start as the genius, and then the genius just keeps evolving in that way. Yeah. Think about a guy like Chip Kelly, right, where right. the game caught up and we didn't see a counterpunch. Then you get a guy like Andy Reid who was like, I'm bringing college offense to the NFL, and ain't nobody caught up with his sense, right? He was right. doing it with Alex Smith, and then he got Jordan. That's the thing is, yeah, their competitive advantages, like, like that's not much of a barrier is having one good idea is not much of a barrier that you can use, or it's not a moat around your job or your success. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to keep building new moats and new walls and new barriers, and that's like, I think that's when you can earn a genius tag is when you can continue continue to innovate or you can continually have success. I think um, Mike Shanahan, like, at some point they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. I guess they were waiting to see if he was going to take another job. He needs to go in there at some point. But the way that they continue to find a way to effectively run the ball 
with whoever you wanted back there. And it was innovation that no one ever really caught up with. The league is just starting to get around to everybody really um, understanding the zone running scheme. Like, that's an impressive thing. But I do think that Kyle Shanahan, you deserve some credit because he continues at every stop from RG3 um, to now with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to find ways and to all the, the injury quarterbacks that they rolled in there to find different ways to MVPs with Matt Ryan. You find different ways to execute things. Now Debo Samuel is doing something that we have never seen before. So like, yeah, that guy can get the genius tag. Everybody else y'all be rolling out here talking <laughs> about geniuses. Y'all need to stop it. And, and to be completely honest about San Francisco, the smartest coach they got right now is D'Amico Ryan's. He out there killing it for all of last season and the beginning of this season. The strength of their team, quietly, is the fact that that defense can keep it close enough to allow Kyle Shanahan to fool around with Jimmy Garoppolo back there. <laughs> and that's also like that defense. When I talk about Shanahan and philosophy and I see the clear vision, yep. our defensive line will be power forwards, yep. right? Like all of them do it. And when I realized, I was like, okay, I see what you do with Kyle Shanahan. When they decided to trade DeForest, DeForest Buckner, and get first round picks or whatever they got for them. And then we're like, well, what are we going to do? Draft another power yeah, forward. Kinlaw. That's what we're going to do. Does anybody miss them? Nope. We don't. We just go get another one, but we go have houses up here no matter what. They still out here like faux houses. And yeah, they, they built that team to be able to stop their own offense. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, we need a linebacker who can run with just about anybody and is not going to fall for these play face. Cause that's what you see week in and week out with Kyle Shanahan is he pick out some linebackers or some safeties and give them the blues on play action. And he's gotten players on the D line that are athletic enough to uh, outplay those zone blocking schemes. Cause that's what mm -hmm. you need up front is you need guys who are physical hey, power forwards. <laughs> you don't want no big run stuffer cause them big run stuffers on those lateral zone plays are going to get out or their gap. They're going to lose their gap because they can't keep up with the speed of the offensive linemen. And, like, when I was in Denver, we had tiny offensive linemen. Like, tiny. Like, the guys out there playing at 275. Yeah, because they was cheating. Yeah, they was definitely cheating. That was, that was, that was the thing. Leg uh, whipping in uh, the house. Yeah, they was cheating. They was diving at everybody's legs. Nobody liked to play against us. <laughs> uh, I, I had to give many apologies at half, uh, I mean, at the end of the game to <laughs> opponents. Like, yeah, my bad, bro. I, I mean, yeah. I don't do I just play here. Yo, can you imagine how terrifying it was, though, when Alice Gibbs, who was the offensive line coaching guru of that, when he went to the Falcons and they were doing all that cheating and you had to deal with Michael Vick? <laughs> I mean, Michael Vick, as a starting point for fear, is very high. Can you imagine if the game was at the point where it is now, where people are actually comfortable with design quarterback runs? Combine that with Michael Vick, like, as, as explosive as Lamar Jackson is, like, Michael Vick was that that explosive he didn't yeah. have the passing ability that lamar had but he was pretty oh, incredible see, as an see, athlete where i disagree he had the passing ability of lamar jackson he did not have the passing training of yeah. lamar jackson if i send vic to go play for three years with bobby petrino rather than to play for three years with frank beamer and oh, the yeah. offense they were running out there we might be talking about something different. Like, I realized that. I wrote a column about this. Actually, I want to say nine years ago when Chip Kelly got that job uh, with the Eagles. And we saw Vic in it, and it really hit me. You were just way ahead of your time. Like, if there were a Chip Kelly 
when Michael Vick was young. Oh, 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 my chest, my chest. Like this, 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 who boy, this would have been something else. But with McVay, you know, this to me, as I look at this Rams team, this is where them doubling down on their like Mount Rushmore theory of roster construction. We're going to get four really, really, really good dudes. And then we'll figure out the rest from there. I looked at that offense on Monday night and I'm like, who are these people? It's Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and dudes. Like, you could say the offensive linemen were hurt. Okay, there's something to that. But I'm talking about them cats outside and them dudes they handing the ball to. They are, like, Sean McVay's genius, apparently, they expecting is going to put a battery in all them dudes' backs. And I'm looking at it like, nah, nah, nah. Like, the difference to me between McVay and Shanahan in that regard, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, Shanahan has figured out a system just like his dad where it's like, I can get really good production out of running backs for the cheap, right? Yeah. I can just go get scrap heap dudes, these one-cut dudes, and we'll figure this out. McVay, I mean, peak efficiency of that offense was with healthy Todd Gurley, and exactly. we will be trying to explain to our kids, like, nah, man, that dude right there was a monster. But it ain't never looked like it did, like when it could carry Jerry Goff. It only looked like that in the presence of Todd Gurley. Like you say the big-time running backs don't matter anymore, they can, depending upon what the system we're talking about here. And what McVay doesn't have is a system where it doesn't matter who the players are. Because your man Stafford out here, I mean, Stafford is what he is. They just won a Super Bowl with it last year. But if his elbow is going to be something that hurts him throughout the year, they got problems. Yeah, I mean, and he's, he turns the ball over. Even in the success that he had last year, he's going to turn the ball over. But they don't have any margin for error. And that, that roster construction strategy, it you have to pay the price at some point. And now their margin for error on the field and in the front office is so slim because they do not have the flexibility to take a lot of shots with off-season acquisitions, drafts, or signings, or any of that stuff. You only got a few chances because of what you've done with your salary cap and with your, um, with your draft picks. And if you miss on them chances, you in trouble. And they miss, like, Allen Robinson ain't the dude that they need. He's not providing that threat that scares the defense. And as much as uh, as valuable as Cooper Cup is, and I was guilty of probably overvaluing Cooper Cup um, in this offseason because of the numbers that he put up last year. And maybe I'm being unfair and just looking at this game, but it seemed quite clear that walking into this game, D'Amico Ryans was like, I don't care. <laughs> Cooper Cup, fine. Get seven yards. <laughs> I'm a blitz, y'all. Eight times in a row. Okay, three times in a row, you're gonna get a first down and seven yards to Cooper Cup. But Cooper Cup ain't gonna go for a 55 on us, and that's fine. I'll keep doing it because your offensive line is not um, cohesive or talented enough to continue to pick up these blitzes and stunts every time. So okay, six yards, six yards, six yards. Stack, drive over. Fumble, dog. our ball. And, like, if you don't got nobody that makes them scared to do that, they're going to keep doing it. Dog, the way uh, the Cooper Cup situation is playing out in this, because he's really, really, really good, but he ain't O.J. Simpson. Like, they, if they could give him the ball 350 times a year, they would, right? Like, this is – they remind me of Lane Kiffin um, in that Lane Kiffin run. And you can do this in college, right? Who's our best player? 
let's go try to win him the Heisman Trophy, right? Like, and, and remember that year that Amari Cooper just caught everything for Alabama? Mm-hmm. And it's because every play was for Amari Cooper. And then the next year, every play was for Derrick Henry, right? Like, we're just going to give the ball to our best player over and over again. You can't really do it like that in the NFL. It doesn't – there are too many good players. Like, you, yeah. you, you can't operate – in that space. And so it's going to be interesting watching this year play out for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't see, I guess last year they were able to add Odell late and they were able to add Vaughn Miller late and they were already um, a better team because they lost people like Whitworth and guys like that. But, and I don't know what capital they're going to use to, to bring these guys in because part of the reason why Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham wanted to come because this team was headed somewhere. So I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to maybe they'll get Odell back, but who knows what version he's going to be fresh off of ACL. Like, yes, less than a year off of. Yeah. In year nine, less than a year off of an ACL tear. He he can't save y'all. And he, he also can't rush the passer, which apparently is a problem right now, even on a team that has Aaron Donald eating up double, triple teams. Somebody got to get home. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yo, I, mean, uh, I mentioned Jordan briefly earlier talking about the Chiefs. What did what, what, you think about him hitting that figure roll on the boys? I don't even know what that was a figure roll. Where he, where he hit that? Where he hit that joint right there in the corner? All the like, it is funny. Like, when Brett Favre did that, he was just a kid out there. When uh, Patrick Mahomes does that, this dude is an alien. I, and I'm not saying anybody's wrong for their perception of this. I'm just telling you, when you watch Mahomes do that, you don't just feel like, oh, man, youthful exuberance. You're just like, yo, how did he do that? Yeah, because Brett Favre did that, and it came with a lot of times where he did similar stuff, and it got picked off. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes does it. He got picked off in this game for throwing back across his body one time when the game was already already out of out of reach. But Patrick Mahomes does that fancy stuff without the cost uh, associated with it. Like he is cheating the game, and that's why you're like, I mean, just the body control to do the stuff that he did on the sideline before you add in the awareness to be behind the line and see uh, a layer coming 
open, like just the body control to spin away from an all pro linebacker, break his tackle, and then push past it to the back of the end zone. That boy Jordan, man. He Jordan. By the way, what'd you, what'd you think about the menace in the rain in Baltimore? Hey, the menace is a menace. He was Yo, the best the- running. Oh, yeah, you got to explain to people who the menace is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Allen being the menace. It is funny because me and Dominique text about the menace. And uh, during the game early, the menace was looking average for the first half of that game, right? Second half, they be eating Greg Roman's lunch. Lamar was looking cold, and then it wasn't going there. And then Josh Allen, it was just on that, okay, I'm Josh Allen, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Like, there was no nice. play to point to, right? There yeah. was no, like, individual thing. It was just one of those, wow, you can't really bring that big menace down, can you? <laughs> he was he was better running the ball from the quarterback position than Lamar Jackson, which I didn't think I'd ever be able to see that in the course of any game. He made so many excellent plays that were the difference. He still does like reckless things with the ball. You ain't never gonna coach that out of him, apparently, because he still does it occasionally in in high leverage situations. But the value that he brings is so damn high, and his athleticism and strength, like that's. It's a rarity, and maybe it won't last forever, but, boy, it's, it's fun while it's here. Yeah, like Lamar and Josh Allen are in a similar position, and I question the long-term viability of this because I watched it with Cam Newton in Carolina. Your quarterback can't be the center of your run game and your pass game. And, like, with Lamar, I do feel like he does a good job of avoiding taking those big hits. Josh Allen wakes up in the morning. He wants them for breakfast, right? Like, he eats bricks. This is this is the sort of dude he is. And, yeah, them dudes can't hold on to him, but they are still hitting him, right? Yeah. Like, all that stuff catches up. But, like, I'm looking at Brian Daybowl and good for the New York Giants for being 3-1. and one. But, man, that dude need to send Josh Allen 10%. Every check. Every check, dog. Every single check. And, and Josh Allen need to send 10% to Stephon Diggs. <laughs> every check everybody at that organization need to send 10 percent to stefan diggs because i mean that's when it all changed it was josh allen couldn't beat man coverage and stefan Diggs got there and everything started to change and now i think josh allen obviously could survive without stefan diggs but that was the player that he needed that was the guy he needed to open this up for him and yeah you're right dayball he's doing an all right job but, or i mean he's doing a good job i think up yeah. there in new york right now but you right I mean, he ain't got no quarterback Oh, I thought Daniel Jones was going to be better than he is this year. Why? Why? Because he shows glimpses of good quarterback play, and I thought they had two tackles, and I thought they had receivers, and I thought that he was going to – I thought he was like average to above average, and I thought everything in place with Dayball down to good tackles and talented receivers and a healthy Saquon, I thought that all was going to come together to make him look better than he is. The receivers are no longer talented. The tackles haven't held up. Saquon is the man. And also, I just need to accept that Daniel Jones really ain't good. Yeah, I mean, at least he's not putting the ball on the ground every game, which is what I think he had 19 fumbles or something like that his first year in the league. Like, he puts the ball on the ground. And I get in, I wound up getting into it with people on Twitter about Daniel Jones because I flipped into one game. And I was like, I thought y'all said he had got better. And I had all these Giants fans telling me I should have known better that he wasn't any good, da-da-da. But then the other ones, like there's no space in between. The other ones jump up, and they just ride for Daniel Jones. And some dude comes hits me on Monday and is like, well, did you see Daniel Jones? Like, did I see him throw for 71 yards? And I'm like, well, tell me he didn't watch the game. Okay, so he got hurt. He went out. He came back in. All I'm saying is you want me to give him props for 13 pass attempts. He got the two touchdowns, and that's always been the thing about Daniel Jones is – he can move. That's been the thing yeah. we've seen. He's another example. Maybe, like, 
When did it got unlocked in large part when Stefan Diggs showed up, but it really got unlocked when they did what me and you told them to do, yeah. which is run them Jaheen plays. I run them put them on the move. Everything changed. And I would like to know, by the way, I saw this on Twitter. I was searching for my name and I ain't got no problem admitting that because I need to know what people say about me, right? Like it can come up. And this dude said that I called Josh Allen Jawan. And the reason was because he could only run and not throw. And I am like, sir, why are you imparting your racism onto me? <laughs> like, do you think for a second that I would get ever out here and give somebody a name that made them seem yeah. black to indicate that they were unable to throw and could only run? Like, do you ever think that I would do such a thing? I would never, ever, 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 ever do such a thing. But once you added that threat of him moving, yeah. everything changed. Because one thing Josh Allen did need early, he seems to need less of it now, just a little time to think about what he's doing, right? Yeah. Like, he wasn't a dude that was going to be like, boom, hit that fifth step, ball coming out. What yeah. that? He, he seems to be that now, but <laughs> wasn't that before? Yeah, I mean, he's scarier when he's not that. I mean, I guess scary from both sides is like the, that's when he makes those bad decisions that still pop up occasionally, but that's also when he crushes your team. So I, I think people would love for him to hit that fifth step and let the ball loose every now and then. You don't need him back there because when he's back there, that's when he's shrugging off blitz and nickelbacks and running through linebackers. Like, that's, man, that's a quarterback, man. That is Yo. a damn quarterback. And, like, he plays with the aggression of a defensive player, which that ain't going to last, but mm -hmm. it's going to work for a long time. But here's how I know he must be throwing the hell out of that ball because them dudes, he tried to get a ball oh. back. Them cats can't catch <laughs> no. it. Right? He, must, he must be out there throwing pepper. Right, <laughs> throwing what, what they call them frozen ropes. <laughs> I think get on you quick, my buddy. Even when I mean, I dropped a few in my day, and you're not you're supposed to be expecting to catch interceptions all the time, but you're not expecting it. It get on you quick. Sometimes you can't catch it, and when Josh throwing it, that thing get on you quick, quick, and you just you just get you just get your hands up there, and just just be enough to protect yourself, man. Hey, let me ask you this, by the way. Have you watched Carson Wentz this year? Man, I try not to. Dog. Like, even when, like, the 2017 MVP season was overhyped. But he was yeah. pretty good that year. He's bad at this yeah. point. Legitimately bad on that bad team that is just not even worth thinking about. Like, yeah. that's the wildest thing about the Commandos. They not even, like, sorry enough for us to talk about it, really. They just bad. I live in D.C. and don't nobody talk about them. And that's crazy, right? It's madness. And so, like, he, the thing about Carson Wentz is he has Josh Allen plays in his arm. Yes. And in, in his, his legs. legs. <laughs> yeah. And you see him every now and then. You, Josh Allen, I mean, that's Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, is like you're gonna be real disappointed. I don't know if people still do this, but when I was young and you was trying to get a scholarship, you cut up a highlight tape and you try to send it around. I guess kids still do it. They put on social media now. Carson Wentz will have all the scouts at his school because he can still, even this season, you can cut up some stuff on there. Like, damn, that boy Cole. The problem is the ratio for damn that boy Cole. Uh, is <laughs> that thing is tilted heavy to the uh right now, and it's real unacceptable what he's doing. But it's, a, it's I mean, it's the it's Jeff Jordan conundrum because <laughs> I'm just thinking about the guys on that team and how they must feel. Because when Carson Wentz showed up 
to um, Indianapolis, them guys was happy. They was like, this going to this gonna fix it. We going to go. When he left, them guys was happier. Yo, and, and they were all pointing at Frank Reich like, that's your man's. <laughs> exactly. I, I can't think of a situation ever in the league where everybody was like, yo, what's up with your man's? Who's man's? Yo man's. Who you talking about? You know damn well who we talk about. Yo man's. <laughs> yeah, if your homeboys shoot up the party, they're like, why you tell them? As Carson Wentz came and shot up the party, and everybody looking at Frank Reich. So the reason why it feels particularly bad is when, when uh, Washington picked them up, they wasn't happy. Like I, I, I talked to a couple people here and there, and the fans, none of them was happy because they, they know what you was getting, and the players wasn't happy either. And then he did what he been doing, and I ain't talked to anybody since then, but I can only imagine that it's a real bad look in there because we got those reports of him with the Eagles about how people ain't really like the way he kicked it. Well, that's what I was about to say. People don't like him. Like, that's the thing about Josh Allen that I feel like bought him some time. People seem to really like yeah. him. He seemed like a cool dude. He seemed genuine. He's like, whatever, he seemed all right. Carson Wentz comes off as like a really nice guy, but that don't, nice ain't enough. No, <laughs> they don't like him. They yeah. don't. And like the vaccine situation apparently last year yeah. uh, caused him some issues on that team. I feel bad for them dudes where everybody knows. It's just like, yo, man, people don't really with you like that and by the way when you're not a bad guy right like he's not the kind that's he's not the kind of dude that's even capable of like leaning in on it you know what i mean like nah people just don't like at least throw some throw some more touchdown like being really good and unlikable is a it's a thing like it's an archetype for that right being bad unlikable and nice how you pull that off (laughs) well then the raiders in that trick bag where they have this eminently likable mediocre quarterback I want that dude to win in so, so many bad. ways. He really yeah. seems like, I don't even want to say like a great dude. He yeah. seems like a great man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a difference between those two things. Like after what he said with Henry Ruggs and all that stuff last year, you know me, I ain't a church dude, right? But yeah, I, do I was going to say the same thing, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate, the, but I do appreciate like the virtue and the notion of forgiveness and the idea of the nobility of the, everything else. And I just remember hearing everything he said and I was just like, this is before this happened, obviously, but I can see why Devontae Adams would be like, nah, man, I want to go back to kick it with Derek. I would see that. And that dude is just a dude, man. That's it. And he has better than dude qualities, but he's just a dude. And he'll get to be there for a little while longer, man. People like that dude. Yeah, I'm not a church dude either, but I do appreciate, like, I don't care what makes you a good dude. I don't care if it's astrological symbols. <laughs> I don't care if it's Christianity or Islam or is the belief that your ancestors are watching over you. But if what you take from it, it like makes you live in a way that I can admire and appreciate, then more power to you. And I think that's what we see in Carr. If only (laughs) (laughs) he could pray to Joe Montana at the same time and uh, and, uh, be more consistent as a passer, then that man be a, a damn national hero. Yo, let me ask you this while I'm thinking about it. I just, I just, all of a sudden, this turned into a tour all the way around the league, but I think it's been a fulfilling one, so it's all good. Pete Carroll is like, I'm going to show y'all y'all don't need no damn quarterback. Gino went out there and did, like, I want, I want good things for Gino, too, because we really ignore his entire career got derailed because somebody sucker punched him, and America wanted to explain to Gino why it was his fault. 
Like, the whole effort was trying to explain why it was Geno's fault. He made so much money for Ryan Fitzpatrick by getting his job broke and never got his chance. And look, he ain't no great quarterback. He's never going to be a great quarterback. But he does look like a starting NFL quarterback. The whole interesting thing about this to me is I imagine Bill Belichick calling Pete Carroll and just, like, celebrating because Bill Belichick was in a similar situation and it went wrong where he sent away his Hall of Fame quarterback. He went and won a Super Bowl. Pete Carroll out there doing it for us old dudes. <laughs> Bill Belichick's so proud of Pete right now because Russ went down to uh, went over to uh, Denver and out here stanking. And, and uh, uh, Pete Carroll out there winning and succeeding with, uh, with um, I mean, a decent quarterback, which yes. is all Bill Belichick wanted to do. Bill Belichick still hanging around out here, just hoping <laughs> to get his good name back by having a little bit of success with somebody not named Tom. Yo, 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 Pete over there looking at Russ like they ain't letting you cook neither. It's almost like I had the right idea, right? Like, like that, that's his thing. They, 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 they ain't letting you cook either. But Pete, Pete has such an antiquated idea of playing football, which is we go run the ball, run the ball, make some, you know, keep the game close. Because that was the thing about that run they had. It wasn't just that they were winning all the time. It's when they lost, it was always by three points, four points, maybe six points. But he's right. He always kept it close. But it's also interesting because on defense, he places a premium on stopping the run, which I don't have a problem with. Mm -hmm. But he then revolutionized defense for the future of the NFL with that cover three scheme with Cam mm -hmm. Chancellor coming down in the box. Now, of course, it helps when you have, and that's an alien, right? Yeah, it helps when you have alien. that alien that's able to do it. But it is kind of ironic to me that Pete being so old school actually helped him usher defense into the future. Yeah, I, I mean, Pete Carroll, he was, I mean, he's old school in just about always now. But, like, I remember he felt new school when he was coming into the NFL for the second time. Like, when they ran him out of college because he was doing things that were, uh, that seemed just fine to me, but other yeah. people didn't <laughs> like. <laughs> but I think one of the things that, I don't know. We all we all kind of like project our own like uh, priorities onto other people in many ways. And while I would really love, would have really loved to win a Super Bowl, and I'm sure there's no better feeling than that, being able just to say I told you so without saying I told you so. I mean, that feels just as good as a Super Bowl to me. <laughs> like this feels like a Super Bowl season to Pete Carroll. Like I just walk around every day <laughs> and just watch um, Russ go out there and stink it up and then go put up 300 yards with uh with Gino that just I don't know I'm maybe I'm petty that way man Pete on the sideline getting alerts everything that happens <laughs> with the Broncos during the game during the game there's somebody in the booth that's like yo Broncos losing 13-3 but the thing <laughs> is Pete ain't the only one that's hearing that apparently all Seattle want to get that news who knows like I'm surprised they don't announce that on the on the PA uh at, at the whole stadium for everybody to that, know man, man. He's so another strange. one who's like who's who seems like a nice guy, but just ain't likable for some reason. Mm -mm. I mean, I guess his teammates, his teammates now seem like they. Yeah, I don't know to be honest with you. I ain't talked to nobody. He he's a we don't believe you. You need more people. Uh, yeah. sort of type. That's what he is.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. But look, we talked about this NFL. We ain't had a chance to talk NBA in a while. They had the media days. Um, I guess that was last week where everybody came. Uh, shout out to Robert Sarver. Shout out to Ime Udoka, who made life a lot easier for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Because that was the thing we was all waiting on us to hear from that. Yep. And then old Ime, with whatever the hell he got going on, on top of that with the Robert Sarver situation, the Nets seemed secondary. But man, let me let me run something by you about the Nets right fast. I'm gonna pull this up as we talk because I haven't looked at it in a while, but I want to make sure we get this. Because look, Kyrie don't really want to be there. That's what we learned this summer. Kevin Durant can say what he wants. He don't really want to be there. That's what we learned this summer. I want you to hear the Nets opening run of games, right? For the regular season. And I want you to hear this because I want you to ask yourself. Yo, is this situation a little more tenuous than we're giving it credit for being? All right. So they start against the Pelicans. Actually, I might need to look into going to that game. Season yeah, I was going to be a healthy Zion, too. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Raptors, Grizzlies, Bucks, Mavericks. Then they get two against the Pacers, Bulls, Wizards, and then the Hornets. Hey, man, it is not out of the question that they're going to come out the pipe like one and four. Time for, I mean, I guess if that happens, it could. It's just like it's basketball. So, like, you can have a rough start. It's, it's like, but, they, but, but, Dominique, they already don't want to be yeah, there. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's the problem. It's like a rough start be, could become a problem. And this is where uh, Steve Nash and experience could rear its head and he going to have to earn his money because. Like, he the guy. He going to have to hold all these guys together. And I'm not talking X's and O's. Like, there's not much of that in the in basketball regular season. There's not much yeah. adjustments. You're going to play your game. The adjustments don't come to the postseason. You're yeah. going to play your game. You're going to do your thing. What basketball, what coaching basketball is in a regular season is management. It's managing personalities. And he going to have to figure this out with some real interesting personalities. Yes. And, and we added Ben Simmons. We, 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 we haven't even oh, yeah. gotten around to that part. And I say, I believe he plays when I see it. Um, let me ask you this. <laughs> they got a November 12th game at Crypto.com Arena against the Clippers. And then a November 13th game at Crypto.com Arena against the Lakers. And I'm just curious your take on which one of those games Kyrie is going to miss. <laughs> um, I'm guessing the second one. Because you 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 go out the night after the first one. Oh 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 no no no! Hold on, they they have a Wednesday, November 9th game against the Knicks. Then the next game is the Saturday game. 
So they probably going to get there. The players are probably requested. They get there mad early, you know, get oh, there yeah. Thursday, late Thursday, early Thursday, however it goes. And then they're going to probably have a Thursday off day and they're going to be in them streets, a Friday shoot around and then be in them streets. <laughs> right. Then the, oh, the Clippers game is the one he's going to miss because that's one o'clock. Oh, that's seven. No, that's one o'clock. One o'clock Pacific on a Saturday. Kyrie ain't playing that game. Where is Kyrie from? Like I, he's New Jersey. Um, a, yeah, he's evolved into a guy that I feel like belongs in L.A. And I know all basketball players like live in L.A. now. L.A. is like Atlanta for football players. L.A. Yeah, is there for Miami. basketball players. <laughs> for yeah, a lot, no, specifically for a Lauderdale. They be yeah. out there for a Lauderdale. <laughs> And Kyrie just feels so L.A. to me. I don't know. He and the crystals and sages and stuff, it's a stereotype I got of L.A., but he into that mystical business, and <laughs> that's the place to be. <laughs> the he mystical is, business. He is. I just love the way you called it, that mystical business. The one thing, though, the problem there uh, with L.A. is L.A. take you down, yeah. right? Like, L.A., ask Lost Old, ask Kanye West. L.A. mess around and destroy you when you get out there. Uh, that's why I can't go. Uh, no, you, no, you'd be fine, right? But if you just a little wobbly, I don't mean yeah. destroy you in like, oh man, I'm gonna lose my wife. I mean destroy yeah. you like I have lost my entire sense of reality. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a, it's a different place. It's um, what other cities are like that? Vegas, I guess, yeah. where it's like it don't feel like it's America. It's like if you go to certain pockets in LA, and those are rich pockets. Like the the broke pockets in LA are just like the broke pockets of everywhere else in the country. But the rich pockets in LA, if you spend enough time in there, you start to think and and feel differently. And have to have you questioning all the things about your life. I think Vegas, Vegas might be like that. Don't nobody ever spend more than three days in Vegas, or at least you shouldn't. Well, let me tell you, here's the problem with the broke with the broke pockets of LA. They feel like the rich pockets of LA when the sun's out. Yeah. When the sun <laughs> goes down. Like, man, hood L.A. got palm trees. Hood L.A. Mm -hmm. got manicured lawns. If you don't know no better, you don't know no better. But, baby, you come back on that after the sun has gone down. And, oh, oh, okay. Like, like I know it's not the same city, but you be like, oh, you a bit bejizza. You got your block on <laughs> fire. Fly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's changed also and that they don't care if the sun up or down right now. Fair. That, right, right, right. Right, but that's the thing. When the sun's up, you can't tell. Like, like yeah, something like like true. somebody might hit you the game, but when the sun's <laughs> up, you cannot tell. But now the Nets, the NBA season, there's so many interesting teams, and like there's so much going on in so many different directions. Like the Draymond Green contract year in Golden State to me is going to be very, very interesting because I mean we saw how it looked at the end, man. That dude is declining. It's very obvious that he's declining, and they got big young dudes who need to play, right? Kaminga needs to play. Wiseman needs to play. Moses Moody, not as big as those guys, but they need to play except, we talk about you can't have Russell Westbrook around here if he ain't going to be, like, playing. What you going to do with Draymond Green, legitimate contributor to four championships? Yeah. That's, um, ain't nothing in life free, and sometimes you got to pay for the stuff after you already got it, and part of getting the Draymond Green that you had is you gonna have to deal with this Draymond Green going forward, and I'm sorry, y'all gonna have to play with him, play him, or deal with him being angry, or deal with him declining on the court. You got four championships out of him. Just talk, just think about the good old days. Yeah. Just think about the good old days, and and 
try to find what you can enjoy about this process. I mean, he came up big in the in the finals after he came up not so big a yeah, couple times. Look, man, we are at the point where he is not going to shoot in April, May, and June. Yeah. That's where we are. You're going to be playing a measure of four on five on offense. Not completely, but you're going to be playing a measure of four on five on offense with him. Like that's the Warriors are so interesting to me this year because I honestly think they got too many good players. Like when you have, if you got nine guys that should be playing, at least one of them needs to be traded, right? Two of them need to be traded for one guy because dudes need to play. Like I did not think that you could build a championship team and build for the future at the same time. They did that last year, right? They like again, all the other Warriors are just like, hey, you heard what Bobani said, right? Okay, we're gonna, we gonna do we gonna do that. We're gonna do that. Okay, you know, that, that's just how it goes. I get it, I recognize it, I respect it. But I don't care who you are. You you can't go 10 deep in the NBA and keep peace. You just can't do it. Yeah, not not with the power and the voice that the players have. And I mean, you won't get the best out of them. Like there I think that that's a skill to be able to be like a starter off the or like a starter off the bench or like a, a guy who can come in for five minutes and give you valuable minutes obviously i never played an nba game but it's rare to find that guy there's something yeah. about being in a rhythm and in the groove and you don't have those guys i think having that flexibility is nice in the postseason however you can lose guys mentally and even if they're engaged mentally like being comfortable in the game is a whole nother thing that you gotta kind of keep doing it you know yeah, yeah. We want to talk about one more thing in the NBA, except it's a cat that's not even in the NBA. I feel like Dominique already got a new oh, favorite player. My hero. What, what's Vic's last name? I don't even know how to say his last name. Wimbanyama. Yeah, Victor Wimbanyama. If you have not seen him, he is a seven foot three gentleman from France. And it sounds like all your Porzingis dreams, this is what this guy like could potentially be your Chet Holmgren dreams. This is what this guy could be. And so, well, he is. And so there's two two guys to look out for in this draft that are upcoming. It's Big Vic and this dude named Scoot. Scoot Henderson. He's point guard. People feel very good about Scoot, right? Dominique, tell them what, what Big Vic said about Scoot. <laughs> Big Vic said Scoot could be the number one pick. I'm paraphrasing here. If I was never born. If I was never born. That part, by the way, I think is a quote. <laughs> if I wasn't born... He could be the number one overall pick, which, by the way, true. Yeah, seven-foot cornerback that can hoop. I love it. Come <laughs> on here and talk. Y'all talk. What is going to be better for the NBA than a big, arrogant French motherfucker? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know they talk shit like that in France, but I guess oh. you're right. That's exactly what it is. A big, arrogant Frenchie. If this were like the 40s or 50s, they would refer to him with slurs. Like, you realize how old I was before I looked up and realized that the Pepe Le Pew commercials are really just a series of slurs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to... Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, he, I know he, Pepe... He, all, Pepe is... he dirty macking. He smell yeah. bad. Yeah. Right? Like, all of it yeah. is highly inappropriate about French. I like, I told people about this. My buddy, the Kang, Sasha Cargill, used to be the board op on The Morning Jones. And he's a French-Canadian. And I would make these jokes about him being French only because... I could tell it got to him a little bit, but I did not. I misunderstood the politics of that in Canada. Yeah. You know what I mean? It ain't jokes to me. It's a him. It's yeah. just, you know, I'm like, ha ha, mess with Sasha. He called me up. It was like, yo, you got to stop with them jokes about, <laughs> about the French. And my I mean, response I mean, was, you got it. Yeah. I mean, I, it, ain't, it ain't that serious. It I just didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. It, it does. It does. But think yeah. about it, man. Pepe Le Pew commercials ain't about my people. Yeah, I, I get it and I understand. I never even gave it any thought. I thought he was just a predator. 
I didn't know that all all the stinking and all that other stuff was some sort of like. I still didn't know. You just taught me something. Well, well, I will say this: Have you been to France? I haven't. They got a different. Yeah. They got a different attitude about. Um, oh, they like how, the natural pheromones. Well, it's just that they don't think you need to bathe as much as we do. It's not that they don't think you need to bathe, but every day, you know what I'm saying? They go green over there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> good for them. Good for them. Yeah, Fight good, that yeah. climate change for us. Yeah, good for them. Bad for us. Um, <laughs> like that's that. No, we you learn people just got different attitudes. And I was in graduate school. Um, at Carolina, the hub of student interaction for the grad students was the computer lab. Like that was the space that we all shared. And we would wind up having these really passive aggressive meetings where somebody was trying to make the point that there are some people who are not bathing with the regularity that is expected in this culture of shared space. And they was always talking about Europeans. Like it was very clear, but nobody really wanted to come out and say it because they knew that was exactly what it was that they were saying. But man, they was living foul, dog. Like, 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 like whoever that they was, I imagine it was, it was one dude that came in with me. It was some Americans like passing their funk off onto, uh, onto the Europeans. Like they was trying to, they was trying to slide in there. Don't think I ain't peep game on that. You know what I'm saying? Met a couple of them. Like they, they wasn't fooling me because I get them in a one-on-one basis. And I knew what time it was. But yeah, it got real awkward because it's like here, we expect you to 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 wash your ass every day. Well over there I, they I, don't. I hope through basketball, my man Victor Winbanyama has learned those customs because I don't I, I want to continue to be a fan. I don't want to hear no no negativity about the pheromones. Just keep yeah. dunking on people. Yeah, he gonna need he gonna need to, to humble himself just a little bit when the homies is like, hey, 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 young fella, let me come over here and talk to you about something. Look, I know how y'all, you know, I don't parlay vous a bunch of Francais, but I'm just letting you know, man, that this ain't this ain't gonna work over here. Like I would like somebody need to write that story of the funkiest dudes oh. in the NBA. Oh god. You know what I mean? <laughs> like look, you know, everything like high school, right? And every yeah. high school got somebody that just be funky. That's just yeah. that's just what I it mean, is. it's I we had one in, in Denver. Obviously I ain't gonna say no names, but my man wouldn't shower. And I don't know if he was like was embarrassed he or no, he wasn't. I don't know if he was embarrassed or whatever. No, we I had a couple of teammates who were Muslim. Shower all the time, just like everybody else. Well, I want to be clear. The question for me about him being Muslim is not to imply that Muslims don't shower, but the idea of getting naked around a bunch of other people uh, yeah. is out of line with modesty not, notion. Yeah, he was just a regular old Southern American black dude, which is like the NFL is chock full of them. I don't know what his deal was, but we go on away trips, my man. And my dude, like, I wish I was joking. My dude... Bomani, <laughs> funny man. My guy will walk off the field. We all go in the locker room, take a knee, listen to the coach, say a prayer, and then we all take off our clothes and go get in the shower. This man will play NFL football games, take off all his stuff, put his suit on his stanking ass body, and get on the plane with the rest of us every single time, every single game. Practice the same thing. And sometimes dudes joke like, yeah, take a shower pill today at practice and like go home and whatever. You go take a shower at home or you don't. I don't care. But my man, and even if you play the home game, like it's not something that I would do, but some guys would, whatever, fine. I don't got to deal with it. Practice, <laughs> fine. Not on a away trip. We got to get on a plane. And Denver, like, 
We had to go to the East Coast. It's that close. Yeah, it's, nothing's close to Denver. <laughs> you know, like we we wasn't like the uh, Washington going up to Philly. There was no train rides. <laughs> we was flying everywhere, and the ventilation wasn't like it is these days. <laughs> that's unbelievable, you, man. That's how you wrap up a podcast. That is Dominique Foxworth. Check him out on the Dominique Foxworth Show. Download that wherever you get this podcast or any other podcast. My man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right. And also, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, uh, voicemail line 860-516-4119. Let us know that time you tried to square up with your pops. We went two months without doing this, so we coming back with the oldies but goodies. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. We do this thing three times a week. Dan Stanjic and Adi Khan handling things behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm in that awkward place where something happened and it got in my eye and started burning. I'm like halfway crying through one eye. That's never good. Uh, remember, follow the right time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. I'm going to talk to you guys in a couple of days. Hopefully both my eyes will work. <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.